All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. Fix it. Fix it. You already know who's hollering fix it. It used to be Big Tug, but he's been on the injury reserve list for a little while. He'll be back, though. Don't you guys worry about it. Big Tug will be back. But for right now, you still got two of the three, which is actually one more than you actually need to fix your franchise because all you need is one of us. Sometimes you'll get three, sometimes you get two, but all you need is one because we're just average guys who are exceptional general managers and we can fix your franchise. And we are in the playoff teams right now, as you already know. And today we are doing the Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa two, Bay. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, Tom, Tampa Bay. Tom, oh, Tampa Bay. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed it to it if he can win another one because he is back. And y'all made a playoff run. And you guys knew you had some stiff competition. And unfortunately, you lost. And you had the team that could have made it. Can you make another team that can make another run like this again? Is Tom Brady all you need? Or do you need to make some other moves? We're going to let you know during this episode how to fix your franchise because yeah, you made a playoff run, but it ain't fixed until you're taking back reins. And that's what we're going to help you do right now. You want to be tossing that trophy across the boat again. So if you want to do that again, listen to this podcast. And I'm going to send it like I always do to Coach Red. How are these Bucks going to fix their franchise just to the point to where they can win another Super Bowl? I think with the Bucks, they're going to be a team that is primarily an offensive-minded team. You still have Tom Brady, who retired for, what, 39 days, something like that. Yeah. So um, if you didn't have Tom – Tom Brady, like when we talk about all of the movement around the NFL with, like, the quarterback landscape this year, you know, with Sean Watson, you've got Russell Wilson changing teams, <laughs> like – if you look at who was the projected starter to who the starter is now, I think Blaine Gabbert to Tom Brady is by far like the biggest upgrade out of the bunch. You know, they lose their two starting guards, and I believe it's Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet, and they go out and make a phenomenal trade and give up a fourth-round pick, go get Shaq Mason. Their wide receiver room is banana-rama. <laughs> I mean, like – if you're sitting there on like one of those banana boats out there in Tampa Bay, like you could see this entire wide receiving court. It's crazy. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Cyril Grayson, uh, Brashard Perryman, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. I mean, this team is brimming with wide receiver talent, but tight end room's a little bit light now. You've got Tom's boy, Rob Gronkowski, not sure if he's going to come back or not. You lose O.J. Howard in the offseason to the Bills. So you're sitting there with Cameron Bray and not much behind him. I think that you got one more guard spot to fill, but I think where this team would be wise to address would be the defense because you have some positions where they're getting a little bit older. You don't have those big-time playmaking 
rush ends like he used to. Yeah, do you still have Shaq Barrett? Yes. Do you have Joe Tryon that you took in the first round? Yes. But you don't have JPP anymore. And Dominican Susan on this team. Vita Vey is a game record from the middle. Their linebacking core is great. But look, they signed Logan Ryan, who's cut by the Giants for a roster, you know, cap space type move. And Logan Ryan's a good, good player still. But he's not a spring chicken anymore. So where I would address heavily with the draft is maybe that tight end room, maybe a guard, but primarily on the defense. Normally, okay, so I'm going to say 90-plus percent of other teams, I would agree with you with a strategy like that, but it's Tom Brady that decided to come back. They're going to set him up with his offensive line that he wants. Oh, yeah, and that's why they went and got – that's why they went and got Shaq Mason. That's why they got Mason, yep. And I think possibly – I think they might go – Offensive lineman, first round. I really do. I think it's because Brady is back. Otherwise, I would agree with you totally. I would say go defense all the way. Stack that defense a little bit because it can use work. But if you got Brady back, you're protecting that guy because Brady's going to keep you in every ball game. He's going he's gonna to get you there. So I think you go offensive line, personally. Offensive line, probably looking towards the interior. You know, you're sitting there at center with Ryan Jensen. He's an absolute sud. So you're probably looking in Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green kind of era. But what about – it might be tough just because he's undersized and could play that at center. But Tyler Linderbaum is known as a technician, as a finisher. He's probably the most sound offensive lineman but i think the undersized can play a little bit more at center but could be an intriguing guard prospect because when you throw him with donovan smith tristan murph chat mason and ryan jensen i mean that's a pretty solid offensive line you're looking to fill one hole here well and then i think like you already mentioned the biggest hole would be that tight end position yeah like having a real solid tight end I mean, round three is going to be the run. That's yeah. when the tight ends are going it. to come flying off the board. Round three. Because even if Gronk comes back. Gronk comes back, I say don't address it. Wait a year. If Gronk comes back, give him another one-year contract. And I can see that happening. I can definitely see that happening. I would not be surprised if it does. I think he's going to keep playing until he gets that USAA membership. So, <laughs> possibly, possibly. Come on, number 87. That's my policy yeah, number. Yeah, come on. But other than that, I would say folks on the defense. What's their. Do they have cap space? They do, but it's, it's not like there's, there's a ton left. I mean, everyone's ramping up for the draft. You, you can look at guys on that post-June 1 cut style because there will be some guys that, that lose some spots, you know, that are going to be out there. But then you can also look where if they're in season and you have a team, you know, that's overperforming in the tight end room but underperforming as a team, maybe you're giving up 
next year's third in season to go make a move, just like you had Zach Ertz get traded in season to be that security blanket for Kyler Murray. Like, it's not like Tom Brady's going to need extra weapons. You can run a lot of one tight end sets. Shoot, you can run zero tight end sets. And Cameron Bray is still a very solid player. Yeah. Well, and also, you've got those late picks still. They do have some late picks. They got a couple of couple of seventh round. Couple of sevens. Do you know who I think would just be a perfect fit on this team? Would be a Kate Otten out of Washington. He's very Cameron Brait esque, where Brait is a above capable wide receiving threat, but is also an above average. I don't know why I said capable. They're both. He's above average. Route running, pass catching, ball in his hands after he catches it, and pass blocking, run blocking. So if you wanted a guy that you have in Cameron Bray, but younger, Kate Otten could be a guy that you look to. If you want to run two tight end sets, you know, we've talked about this in the Patriots episode where they like to get tricky with those two tight end sets. Well, guess what? That started with Tom Brady there. You think Tom Brady doesn't like coming out with two tight end set, running Godwin? And Mike Evans on the outside, what am I doing? Pass, run. I've got all the options in the world because I've got this position set out there. And you can attack it in multiple ways. And I'm one of the best at reading defenses. Like, I, I mean, need- I think he's read every defense. He's like father time. He's been out there for like 47 years. At least, yeah. No, but let's let's talk a little bit of defense. So, all right, they're they're running a three four, so they're running those those rush ends. But if you look at this team, their starting ends are William Golston and Patrick O'Connor. When you throw in Shaq Barrett and you throw in Joe Tryon, who was their first round pick last year, so you know you got some juice there, but. I like a little bit more juice and maybe like a guy that could potentially be available here. Guy to Minnesota, Boye Mafe in the first. If you want to go get a guy that is the most explosive or one of the most explosive behind like KB on Thibodeau that you could possibly snag at the end of the first round, Boye Mafe fits that role tremendously because you re-sign Carlton Davis. You've got Jamel Dean out at the corner spots. They can they can pick the ball off. Logan Ryan, I believe when he was with the Titans a few years ago, like when Brady, right before he went to Tampa Bay, Logan Ryan picked six Tom Brady to wax the game at the end of the game there for the Titans. So, you know, these guys can go ball hawk a little bit, maybe go find a boy Mafe to really attack opposing quarterbacks. Well, and they're going to have to have that. Maybe not technically throughout the entire season in their division, but they're going to get to the playoffs. Which they rushes win championships. Yeah. You need to be able to get to these quarterbacks because there's a bunch of studs out there and you're going to have to play them. And they, and they fought the Rams like crazy. Like, 
this was also like during my COVID sickness where I like slept the entire day. So I didn't see Bucks, Rams, and I didn't see Chiefs, Bills. And I was like kicking myself the next day. I was like, oh my God, this was such a great day of football. And I couldn't keep my eyes open. Oh, it was wild. But definitely it's something that they have to be ready for. They might be able to easily get into the playoffs again. I mean, got all the pieces, but it's they need to get those pieces, like you said, an edge rusher, maybe like, like fix up that defense a little bit because you're going to be going against some elite teams once you get to the playoffs because you're going to make the playoffs. You got Tom Brady, the division they're in, like, yeah, the Falcons are probably the least talented roster in the NFL right now top to bottom you throw in the Panthers who I like their defense it's young they're fast but Sam Darnold doesn't doesn't give me a raging semi or anything is McCaffrey gonna get injured week three again exactly and then you got you got Jameis Winston who's coming off an injury so I mean so the Saints have lost some key pieces like you look around this division like Besides Tampa Bay, you've got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are the next best wide receiving threats because there's no one on the Falcons right now. And there's maybe Michael Thomas, maybe. Yeah. Are you shaking any boots about that? I'm I'm not wearing any boots. No. And if I put boots on, I wouldn't be shaking in them. Not about those guys. I mean, I can figure that out. But it's once you get into the playoffs, like I just said, like, I mean, then you're going to be playing against guys. I so think this team's going to come down to that. Yeah. If, they're, if their starters can stay healthy this whole year, I mean, they're, they're on a collision course to meet someone, you know, play in second week, third week of the playoffs, you know, potentially making it back to a Super Bowl because the talent at your starting positions – even with the few holes that you have, is top 10 talent in the NFL just based on talent alone. Easily. For sure. Yeah. I think that they're that they're set, prepared, ready to rock and roll. And, you know, go get a few pieces here. Maybe look at some guys that get cut post June 1 for cap casualties and go go feast on those guys. Say, hey, Tom Brady's here. Let's win, let's win a ship. Yeah. But being the healthiest. Like, just keeping people healthy. Because we we picked out teams before that we said if they stayed healthy, they'd probably do pretty good. Nope. They got Saints. We talked about the Saints two years ago. Like, oh, injury, injury, injury. 49ers. 49ers. Injured, injured, injured. Yeah. And then get healthy and go to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. So... So I guess if you want to get injured, just do it early in the season. (laughs) Do it early. (laughs) But other than that, I think that's their biggest concern is staying healthy for the Bucks. Stay healthy. You've got a good thing going. Fill in a couple pieces as good as you can. And you're going to be all right. Maybe find a diamond in the rough somewhere in the draft. You could get lucky. 
Yep. Because you do still have a few picks. But you got Brady back. Set up his offensive line. Let him get, do his let thing. The, got, let the tequila got, flow. You've got, you've got one of the best wide receiver cores in that division by far. One of the better ones in the NFL. Probably in the NFL, yeah. All right, well, I think that about does it for the Bucks today. Um, we're going to keep on going on with the playoff team, so make sure you guys keep listening. But that's how you fix your franchise right there. That's how we do it. We appreciate you guys listening. We love you. Peace.